0: Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 120, Episode 5 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially, off the top, fuck the Koch brothers and fuck Fox News. It's Friday, February 14th, 2020. Happy Valentine's Day, Zeitgeist gang. (laughs) My name's Jack (laughs) O'Brien, a.k.a it's nine o'clock on a weekday jack o'brien loves mountain dew miles gray is sitting next to me making love to his kirkland cold brew (laughs) (laughs) that is courtesy of picked last in zeit class at go to Joe three zero three three zero, and I'm thrilled Great to be show. joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Miles
1: Gray. Live from Washington D.C. with Live from Washington D.C. now, Miles Gray, and Jack O'B, two take taken that he's hosting T.D.Z. now. Jack and miles of gray. I <laughs> <Hey>, keep going. <laughs> Recording shows every goddamn day now. Oh, thank you to Christy Yamaguchi. Christy Yamaguchi. For that one. And yes,
0: we are in DC. We are in the nation's capital. Uh, uh, about to rock. To rock. I've seen a million faces and I've rocked, rocked them, them all, all bro. <laughs> rocked them all.
1: Or we will rock or about to rock, depending about on to rock, what, yeah. how we you just experience rocked, linear actually, time.
0: Yeah, actually, yeah. Because uh, this is coming out the night after the show.
1: But, but we're, uh, we have
0: experienced Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Oh, that was what so a fun. night. What, oh, what an evening night. at the Bell House. And I can only assume uh, Washington, D.C., the Miracle Theater, is going to be as miraculous as uh, we expect.
1: The theater title. Last is just, night. Yeah. Uh,
0: and we're going to come to the Midwest at the end of this month. Minneapolis, February 25th at the Parkway Theater with P.O.S., Uh, We're going to be in Chicago February 27th at Sleeping Village with Daniel Van Kirk. And we are going to be in Toronto, uh, the grand finale, February 28th at The Great Hall. The Greatest Hall. Uh, For tickets, go to dailyzeitgeist.com and go to the live appearances tab for links to the tickets. We are thrilled to be joined in our third seat. By one of the greats, the hilarious, mm-hmm. the talented Bridget Todd. Hey
2: y'all! Welcome. Thank you for oh. having me. Welcome to DC. Y'all know I was born here, right? Uh, uh, yes, I, this I is do. My hometown. This. Yes.
1: Wow! Thank you for having us. Of course, of course. Uh, I'm so glad we got to see you because you, d- you don't live in LA. So I wish. Th- the last time you were on, it's just because you were passing through. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now, since we're passing through, it only made sense that yeah, we. Would thanks call. for having yeah. me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you for joining us. Does it snow here?
2: It does. Not often. Not very lightly. Mm -hmm. There's
1: been some big snowstorms here. Oh, yeah, like two years, was it two years ago? Snowmageddon. Yes. <laughs> Although that, Snowmageddon. that's
2: controversial because people oh. from the Midwest who live here were sure. like, oh, it's that's just nothing. a little snow. Right. It's nothing. Yeah. It's
0: just that I, I had this experience in Kentucky, too. It's that you're right on the border between where it snows and where it doesn't. So you have just enough okay. people who just don't know how to act in That's the snow. accurate. Oh. And they don't, and it snows rarely enough. That they don't have like infrastructure built. It's like in Atlanta when they had that snowstorm and people were stuck on the the highway for three days. That
1: like you fucking. Or LA all the time, right? We have terrible infrastructure. Yeah, no, LA.
0: All you need for it to be is windy, and people like don't know how to drive. There's a stick
1: in the road. (laughs) (laughs) Pandemonium. Should I call the police? (laughs) Or just pick it up and get this shit out the way?
0: Yeah. Actually, don't get out of your car on busy. Roads. To oh, I'm talking about residential out. streets. Right, yeah. I'm not talking about highway. People yeah. just are. People shook just by anything. Yeah. Honking their horn at a fallen. <laughs> yeah, <branch>. honking <laughs> at a downed <laughs> branch. <laughs> uh, all right, Bridget, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a few of the things we're talking about. It is Bloomberg Palooza. Uh, oh, we're talking about Mike. Uh, his he's flooding the lanes on social media. Uh, on yeah, <laughs> a lot, he's a lot everywhere. Of cool, a lot of cool quotes coming out from him. Uh, that I are actually quotes that have been around for a while, but are being recirculated. Yeah, um, so people can understand who the candidates yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. That's not fair. That's not you guys. That's not fair. Oh, you're leaking. You're stuff cheating. You're from leaking from five years ago. That has been on the internet. That's and like no, you weren't that he voluntarily recorded. said yeah. to
1: a group of people at a um, thing that he partially funds. too. right.
0: <laughs> so, uh, we're going to look at a study that was widely quoted by people on the right, your Jordans, Peterson, uh, about how women just don't like science. They don't like science, bro. That's why they don't go into the sciences. Uh, it's just their choice. Um, and somebody finally took a look at that study, and the numbers were all fucked up. Ah, uh, mm. So, we're going to mm. talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, Trump is getting his favorite nurse back. Uh, Hope Hicks, she's back, baby. Uh, The Astros gave one of the worst apology press conferences ever. So we'll talk about that. Uh, It's truly something to behold. But first, Bridget, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are?
2: Something from my search history that is revealing about who I am is the fact that I am apparently gullible enough that if you saw that tweet recently, that NASA came out with a statement that a couple days ago was the only day that your broom could stand yeah. up upright. Mm-hmm. And I live with a scientist, and so I was like, is this true? Is this? Did, did NASA really say this? And he was like, no, are you an idiot? <laughs> and so then I set off to prove him wrong and did a lot of Googling, and it all turns out, that's BS. Yeah, NASA didn't say that. NASA did um, that. I did spend two hours of my time getting my broom to stand up upright. Yeah. Um, did you get it? I did. Oh, I have a picture. I, oh wow. I like documented this. Did you it have took video. You two hours. I didn't get video. See, then
1: I don't know, man. You could have got it's it. It's true. Yeah. You
2: know, I mean,
1: I'm a broom mythbuster.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> everybody, everybody made it seem very easy. Like they just like put the broom down and it stood up. But I think it takes a lot of balance. It took me
2: two hours of my yeah. day. I also
1: okay. probably depends on how new the broom is. I'd right. imagine it's easier with a new broom versus like the ones I have in my house that are like half curled over yeah. from years of use. Yeah, that's yeah. What I was, that was my problem. Um,
2: but then you can get it to stand up, but it has nothing to do with the planets. So that's yeah. what I had to Google because yeah. I didn't know, I wasn't sure.
0: Um, what is something you think is overrated?
2: Okay, something I think is overrated, and I don't know if this is a controversial take. I just realized there's a controversy around this. I guess I would say it is overrated to be on a plane and not put your seat back.
0: Oh, yeah. I just I realized this. That so there was Twitter. like a, a
2: thing on Twitter where a woman put her seat back and the guy behind her is sitting in that that last seat that doesn't go back. Right. And so for whatever reason, his response is just to punch her seat repeatedly. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I tweeted about that and people were like, oh, wh- people are divided. Like, who is in the wrong? And I was yeah. like, well, obviously he's in the wrong. Like, she's using her seat the way that it was designed to do. Yeah. And I found out that most people think it's rude to recline your seat on a plane.
1: I see. I think about that. I go, oh, this is going to suck for the person. But I'm also like, I paid for a fucking seat. Yeah. And right. It's the feature on there. Right. So I'm going to do that. The part I do understand, right, is more of like, it's probably more about like, uh, treating the plane as like a village, right? Where we know we're all oppressed in economy, right? By the by <laughs> right. our we're corporate overlords, yeah. the airline, yeah. Yeah. and they've given us these limited resources. Now we could abuse them, right? But we should also consider our neighbors because we're all in this together in steerage or yeah. whatever. Steerage. <laughs> uh, because I really think, yeah, the, the, I think the most sane take about the whole thing is direct all your anger at the airline,
2: definitely, right. because.
1: Uh, but also, like, you can't be punching someone's seat. I think That's- I think you're you're I think you don't you don't have to feel you're not a shitty person if you're like oh that sucked that someone reclined their seat yeah but I don't think that is violence I don't to know yeah be l- punching the
0: back of somebody's seat over and over and over again uh and people I saw that tweet and I saw people responding being like the fact that she just started videoing it is like bullshit. She should have like gotten somebody, and it's like you don't know what happened before
1: she started taking, yeah. it. or like, what the real context is of this
2: right. video. That's yeah. also a good point. because you know I mean? also these online videos, you never know right. like, yeah. what's actually happening. If so some shit was going
1: on, and like she just. You know, I don't know what the, don't they're know what just the fuck going happened. through
0: a messy divorce.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, she's like, Oh, yeah, that's my ex. Yeah. She's like, I bled him dry. Um, and I just happened to be sitting in front of him and I gave it to him one more time.
2: Yeah. God, can also- you imagine how angry you'd be?
1: <laughs> oh, if that, if that was my ex wife who'd like, I, you know, I'm maybe rightfully destroyed by the divorce or something. Right. And then there she is in front of me and then sends me into spatial hell. Yeah. Ooh. I yeah, think, that back row, though, that's criminal.
0: Yeah, and people people were saying in the Doesn't comments move. of your Twitter post that uh, they were like, yeah, I'd never put my... I'd, I would never recline my seat. It's like, what do you think it reclines
1: for? Right.
0: It, like, I like get it.
1: I, I get it. Right. That's what I mean. Like, if the sentiment is purely coming out of, like, I cannot inconvenience my fellow human. Right. You know, because the that's space good. is limited. But, That's like, good, to get right? very hard-lined about it, I'm sort of like, yo, if the my, if the person in front of me's me seat comes back, guess what? My seat's coming back, exactly. too. Exactly. And yeah.
2: before anybody sends me hate mail on this, I understand that you need to, like, maybe you need to ask, look behind you, make sure, sure they're not drinking a hot coffee, <laughs> right, make sure right, everything right. is good back there. Don't, yeah. you know, just shove right. it back oh you know? i do it the yeah. second
1: we take off oh, so they know what time it is <laughs> right. yeah don't you, like
2: stake your claim yeah
1: i'm just like just it, so you know it goes Dong, and before the thing yeah. is over you're back i use the grab <laughs> the g-forces of the takeoff to slowly recline my chair I just to press a button and then it's they don't they don't realize it's too late by the time they realize maybe
0: yeah it's too late one of the people in the comments I, i'm now realizing i like read deeply into this thread but one of the people in the comments was saying that they their trick is that if somebody reclines into them, they point their air down the back of that person's neck and it makes them like go for it every time. Why do you think
1: I wear a hoodie, bro? Right.
2: Exactly. <laughs> Good like, fucking give luck. Give me your worst. <laughs> yeah.
1: But also like, I mean, if someone's really like, excuse me, like my knees, are, so that's happened before. Someone was like, this person was huge, like tall and it was actually like impeding on their legs. Yeah. So I was like, oh my, oh yeah, I get that. Yeah. But I also part never... of me wants to be like, you should have sat in the bunk head then, yeah. sir.
0: Yeah. I suffer from a conflict avoidant personality disorder, I think. Like, I am just, I will, you I will avoid upright. the, yeah, I will just avoid the shit out of any conflict, no matter what. But, um, the, yeah, but like in, in that case, I would always flip it forward. I, I can't hmm. imagine a scenario where you're just like hitting it repeatedly.
1: No. Yeah. Unless like someone's hair, they put their hair over the seat.
2: Oh, I hate that.
1: When you put your hair like guess what? Over are you the back, to, Yes. I've seen that. It's it's gross. It's it, it's not like very common, but I, it's starting to creep up more and more. Anything
0: the like I, if I could wear a bunny suit, like one of those things, or like a hazmat suit onto planes, that's mm-hmm. what I would wear. Because oh yeah, they're filthy. It's not the air. Everybody no, blames the, seats, the it's air. The it's the seats. It's you rest. are sitting in a garbage can. They do not clean that Ugh. shit. So to like put your hair all over that shit,
1: yo. I think in their mind, they're like, well, at least I'm like like laying on it in between the seat. Ugh. But also like there was a there's a photo of some like woman's hair being so long coming out the back. That it was nearly going into the drink of the person, <laughs> like there. No. In which case, you should just be like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tune up your little ombre with some tomato juice.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: That's absolutely. Disgusting. Yeah, yeah,
2: flying is the, the worst. Flying, it's sucks. like just so nasty. The CDC says that you should not wash your hands when you're in the airplane bathroom because that water is. It's like gross. It's like grosser than not washing your hands after going to the bathroom is washing them with that water is that, so true? Absolutely true. Really absolutely that true the CDC really says that absolutely true I know I talked about not knowing my like NASA science facts right. earlier but this one is take this to the bank
0: <laughs> all right uh, what is something you think is underrated
2: well I think I gotta go back 10 miles on this one I think it's underrated to not rise up against our like corporate capitalist nightmare airplane line <laughs> overlords like <laughs> right. blaming anybody in this like plane situation we should be blaming the right. airlines i stop
1: turning on each other
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and when you look at it, it's such a cynical cash grab. Right. They've slowly just been putting more seats in, and it's like not even it's not the same shit. And then I mean, obviously, look if you're flying budget, you know, like I'm just here to get from A to B. Like I right. don't need an experience in the air. I just need the experience of traveling somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but like when you look at the, it's almost like by design they want to make it so bad that you're like, you know what, man, maybe I should just forego my child's college fund and fly business the next right. time. Because yeah. it's so unbearable sometimes, if especially if you're tall, yeah, uh, it can be it can be a a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. But that's why you got to just get in early, get that bunk that bunkhead or what is it a uh, what bulkhead bulk bulkhead bulkhead mm. yeah. emergency exit row. Although bulkhead does have that weird depends. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you get the weird screen,
0: the weird screen that folds out like a robot, like a transformer robot arm. Yeah, that you never wanted. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hate flying. <laughs> uh, and finally, what is a myth? What's something people think is true, you know, to be false?
2: Well, I have to go back to my first one. I don't know if that's kind of lame, but that your broom stands up on one particular day and that NASA said so. That's right. a myth. It's not true.
1: Do we know if this is, was new or this has happened before? People have tried to perpetrate this. hoax. I think
2: before. it's a hoax that comes up once a year. Right. Like the way that I saw it dis- described was like, oh, it's the equinox. It's some special day. Right. Um, but that's not true.
0: Right. Right. Ugh. Um, we have yeah. to rise
1: up against our broom overlords our broom as well.
2: Overlords.
1: There,
0: <laughs> there have been other myths like this that went viral. Like before the internet, there was one that like if everybody jumped at the same time yep. in the UK, like something was gonna happen. Throw off the tilt of like yeah, that. throw off the tilt of the Earth or something. Like people, everybody did it, and everybody did it except for one person, and that's why it that's didn't, why. didn't throw off the tilt.
1: And that woman is a hero. Yeah, we just didn't know she happened to be in the bathroom. All right, let's
0: talk about what Mike Bloomberg is doing to get just get his name out there. You know, other than creating his own media empire, he is and naming it after.
1: money at anything yeah. and anyone who might have a platform or any just like, hi, please, I'm Mike Bloomberg. Right, uh, I just need name recognition because I'm not trying to actually have a campaign here. I'm just trying to just do the name recognition thing. And some people notice now that. Uh fuck Jerry, right. the great meme stealing account right. uh, who helped, you know, the the great fire festival uh perpetrate their scam right. um is now uh apparently helping Mike Bloomberg out. And these are experts
0: on what is viral like uh, on creating viral memes and the way they do that is they just steal tweets and Instagram posts from actually talented comedians uh-huh. mm-hmm. and just like, don't
1: credit them. Yeah. 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 Or recontextualize them. And then like, yeah. Right. Then, then it's fuck Jerry. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of like their accounts are just big meme accounts. They've been posting like this same construction basically of, it looks like a DM that comes from Mike Bloomberg. And this is like to the fuck Jerry account. It says, hello, Jerry. My granddaughter showed me this account. Your memes are very humorous. Can you post a meme that lets everyone know I'm the cool candidate? And then it says, "What did you have in mind?" And it's like a photo of him, like in a weird vest and shorts. And it just says, "When you're the cool candidate." Ugh. And it, they just go, "Oof, that'll cost like a billion dollars." Then Mike Bloomberg responds, "What's your Venmo?" Huh?
0: And so that's then supposed in, to be funny it's in like the not comment funny. section. Uh. He goes, he does look pretty, fuck Jerry posted, he does look pretty cool, and then parentheses, and yes, this is really hashtag sponsored by, at Mike Bloomberg. Um, And then people in the comments were like, so good. Or one
1: guy, twice. Clapping, clapping. Wow. Yeah, and then even uh, Grape Juice Boys, same thing. Hello, Grape Juice Boys. Can you post an original meme to make me look cool for the upcoming Democratic primary? I don't think so. To be honest, your vibe is kind of off. Wow, that that's that's safe. right. That's actually accurate. <laughs> and then he puts, "I put Lamborghini doors on the Escalade." What? Okay. Wait, I don't even really. It says, and they're even saying, "I don't get it." That's right. like the com The the you sure? I don't know.
2: What? Yeah. My first question is, these aren't even funny. They're more just weird. So I'm not even sure what he's trying to convey to the youth or whatever, you know, whatever audience he's targeting. I'm not sure what that message is, is that um, Mike Bloomberg is perplexing. Yeah.
1: yeah. And he's I quoting lyrics from the game.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, right.
0: OK. The grape juice boys, like the what they posted with it was, I don't get it. And then question mark, question mark paid for by Mike Bloomberg. (laughs) So are they just like taking advantage of the fact that he'll pay them to do nothing? Yeah. It's so... It's just wild.
2: It's depressing. I think that one of the accounts that reposted one of these is Kale Salad. And I saw on Twitter that the person who runs that is a BuzzFeed staffer. And there was a good conversation about... You know what are the guidelines that BuzzFeed has from a political candidate paying one of their journalists money to run advertising on their personal Instagram account? Right. And I thought like that is a good question.
0: That's a good question. I th- I feel like we should allow journalists to secure the bag. Uh, oh sure, they're, yeah, <laughs> they totally need, agree. They need to get paid. Yeah, um, but uh,
1: yeah, I wonder what that means. I wonder if if their takes are going to be a little less objective. Um, like you know, he did put Lamborghini doors on the Escalade. <laughs> Yo, I bet you watched. Fuck it, we'll have uh, Chris Matthews saying that shit in no time. (laughs) Oh, for (laughs) sure. And he did put Lamborghini doors on the escalator. I mean, it seems like it's
0: about to be pretty concerted that everybody who was like, you know, who's not feeling Bernie is gonna line up behind Mike Bloomberg or Mayor Um, Pete. There's still
1: time. Yeah, they're still, they'll still, they'll still yeah. figuring out who will be the savior for Wall Street.
0: Mike Bloomberg had this tweet: uh, "We know many of the same people in New York behind your back. They laugh at you. Uh, this is at real Donald Trump. They laugh at you and call you a carnival barking clown. They know you inherited a fortune and squandered it with stupid deals and incompetence." And carnival hashtag carnival barking clown is the number three trending thing on Twitter, and people are like, "Ha, this is so funny!" And like he. Trump must be so scared of him and it's just we'll we'll get into why we're a little bit uh you know not not fully sold on Michael Bloomberg as a That's candidate. That's putting it
1: so lightly. Not fully sold. I'm not
0: fully sold. Not all the way there. Completely reject Michael Like I wouldn't Mike say Bloomberg. I'm 100% there.
1: Right. <laughs> um Dude, there's, there's still there's still a there's still a shot. Yeah. But
0: um yeah, I mean, he's he's getting support. He's he's racking up the numbers. So, uh we'll talk about what the people who are lining up behind him are having to ignore, uh but first we're going to take a quick break. And we're back and let's talk about some of the things that are coming out about Bloomberg because uh you know, it feels like there's like a lot of opPO research that's coming out, but it doesn't seem actually like like all this shit was just out there already., yeah. like they're not you're not having to do a ton of research. There's
1: nothing about, ok. So' the, well, first, there was a clip that I think most people had heard where he was basically talking about how lit stop and frisk was right. And completely ignoring that it was basically criminalizing being a black or brown young man in right. the city and just more like, yeah, but you know, you you put them up against the wall, and they maybe they'll think twice to leave the the gad at home, you know. Right, and and that's how we make the city safer. And then he said he had this. Basically, he's describing the how like over policing uh, creates this bias about how dangerous neighborhoods are without actually ex- right. exploring that. He's yeah. out loud saying goes, and then you go in those neighborhoods and you police them more, and then what do you know? There's more arrests there. It's like, because you're over-policing, right, sir. Right. Yeah. And like when you look, I mean, all the statistics just show like how completely wrong everything he was saying. Right. But Surely. he was trying to find like, basically saying like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm vindicated right. in, in doing this. When it was just an absolutely just terrible, atrocious, racist yeah. policy of harassment. Did he
0: really say maybe white people are being over-policed? Yes. yes,
1: yes, that's And maybe we need to police the other neighborhoods a little more. He wow. sound The thing is, I think because his energy is so low. Right. You don't realize I'm saying like the most vile shit. Because right. Because my energy's so low. He flips low. it in. You don't even yeah. know. If, if he's screaming like Trump, you know, he's fucking like right. this, it's a lot different.
0: Someone's like, you know, Trump did say that he has dead energy. Yeah. <laughs> like Trump is like above all things a media critic. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, his energy's off. It's dead. It's <laughs> his dead. Energy's Look all at him. Look at him. Yeah.
1: He sounds like a, a wet balloon. <laughs> um, but yeah, the whole thing, like. So then there was this, th- that that whole thing. And when he was asked to sort of like defend it, he was just being like, you know, I I led one of the most diverse cities in the world. Never actually answering like the substance of it. Like, right. why would you say that? Like, what are you, do you believe that? Right. And he goes, I've already apologized. It was five years ago. And that's- Five? Yeah, that's- Five that's, years ago. I don't know why we're bringing that's this stuff up. That's so recent. It's yeah, it's not history. that long that ago. That is- yeah. Yeah. Isn't
0: that, like, at the end of his run as mayor? Mm-hmm. Or was he still right. mayor? Mm, I don't even know he if he may was, have just bit but me. But, like, that's all, after a lot of time. A lot of his ideas had time to solidify, and that's what he believes.
1: And I'm sure if he had any kind of campaign staff worth their own salt, they're like, hey, you're going to have to figure this one out. Right. Yeah. Especially well, considering...
0: It's not figure outable. Cool. Like this is what it,
1: he did. Like this is. His or I mean, record. but I mean, figuring out address it. Right. right.
2: I think that's my thing. Like as a black person, I can't imagine ever voting for him. Apparently, I'm. I'm not. I'm a minority in this regard. Um, but I can't imagine voting for him if there's not some meaningful, thoughtful reckoning. Not just mm-hmm. oh, I apologized. It was five years ago. Because that's what I hear from him now. Yeah. I don't think he has taken stock of how horrible this policy was for an entire generation of black and brown kids in new york and i think that like until and and because of that i think that he cannot quite see us as like fully human or like fully deserving of that kind of like thoughtful thoughtful reflection of his own policies and so i think you're right until i hear some kind of like meaningful tactic around it or like addressing of it it's like it just all sounds like noise yeah right. and it
1: is and I, that's why i'm like i don't expect any kind of meaningful response because i'm looking at everything he says and how he acts and that's just who he is i don't believe there's a self-aware person or someone who's seeking growth or any kind of reconciliation about the effect it had on millions of people he's just sort of like that's what it was and the numbers you know they show one thing and i'll look at it very narrowly then he was out here saying in another soundbite that basically the 2008 economic crash was in part due to the ending of redlining or less restrictive loans being uh, given out. Right. Which was unbelievable. Yeah. Where it's like, hold on, you're talking about the most racist practice that has led to... The exact wealth inequality that we see today. Right. And the
0: exact wealth inequality. Quick primer if you're
1: hearing this word redlining for the first time. In the 30s, their surveyors went to like hundreds of cities in the country and began raiding neighborhoods like on green meant best, blue still desirable, yellow definitely declining, and red for hazardous. And back then in the 30s, that just meant not white. Right. And so basically from there, it was saying that these red districts are risk, so you shouldn't give them loans at all. Right. And, if it were, and if you did, it would be tremendously expensive or they just wouldn't be there at all. Right. And so that means people can't move up. Yeah. There's no upward mobility if you cannot buy a home. And, right. and the way people accumulate wealth in the United States is through buying their homes, ha- right. owning a home, owning property. Yeah. And so when you look at even now, the legacy of it in all these impoverished neighborhoods, they're still there because of this uh, yeah, or yeah, or just the the bucket they were put into by a bunch of random racist well not random, but just these racist people right. who wanted to create this system. Then random racist, like FDR. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Literally. Um. So the term redlining has a lot of weight behind it. It speaks a lot to the scenario and the situation a lot of black and brown people, especially black people in this country, find themselves in. Especially, yeah. you look at Baltimore. Like mm. that's complete. I mean, redlining has the legacy is still there, right. uh, in many places it is in Georgia, all over the country. And so to hear a candidate try and blame like loans being given out or equating that somehow black and brown people led to the economic collapse is unbelievable. It's it's, absurd, it's offensive, and it's diabolical. It's complete, I'm like, there's no. Especially when that billionaires
0: and like wealthy people on Wall Street, like his people caused the economic collapse, and it's just like, Going out of his way well, to see, blame what happens poor people. Is
1: when you're told to give more loans out, you give uh. the loans out, but then there's some people who don't have the credit for it. So then they're overextending themselves, and then you need additional credit to keep that going, and it's a really bad place, you know. Um, so that's what's going. And then, so when he was asked about that, the campaign had the lamest excuse, like, "Uh, why did Mike Bloomberg try and like say that like redlining or the lack of redlining caused the economic collapse?" And it's sort of like. What he was saying was the end of redlining was a good thing that happened. And then after that, the a bad thing happened. That was I like mean, almost the gist of the thing. It's like, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. That's
2: about. not even an explanation. That's, that's,
1: not, that's just a weird distillation yeah, of what he said. Right. And just being like, okay. It's yeah.
2: so fucked up. And then something else I wanna I, I like to mention when we talk about redlining is that This it sounds like something that happened so long ago. But think about this. A lot of people in this country, they're only able to pay for college if their parents can mortgage a home. Like Mm -hmm, that's how my parents paid for me to go to college. And so there are still ramifications of this today. Redlining is still something that we're fighting for, fighting against today, the impacts of it that we feel today. And so if you're in college, if you're a young person, look around, like, did your grandfather own his home and so he could mortgage that to send your dad to college and he could mortgage his home to send you to college? Right, your black right. classmate, your brown classmate might not be in that same situation. Right. So it's very much something that we are still kind of steeping in today. Yeah, 100%. And there's still
0: a lot of racism in, like, the real estate industry and, yeah. like, where, yeah, like, and it's still wild. Lenders are still like, getting the, dinged for
1: discriminatory lending oh, practices. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. when you, again, when you look at it, that wealth disparity shows up now because white families have ten times the net worth of black families, and eight times that of Hispanic families. Yeah, that's just that's just what it is. Because yeah, because they came through and said, if this is not a Northern European person area, right, we're probably it's probably going to be a red for it's us. It's a bunch
0: of like unofficial policies and like you know shit like that's hidden in maps and like archives in history and in like libraries, but like that's. Where the racism, like you can find it, and that's where it's being enforced. And this is why, like,
1: when you look at a candidate, right? These are the stakes. There is systemic racism in this country that is still, you know, thriving. Yeah, yeah. We've no one. There's not really been a real, meaningful uh, plan to really deconstruct that and try and create some equity. So when I look at a candidate, and I look at somebody who's trying to like very casually and lamely be like, you know, if the redlining was still there. Maybe the Wall Street people wouldn't have taken a hit. I'm like, well, you have no clue what the stakes are for right. regular people right and you have no clue the damage that has been done. Yeah. And based off if you don't know what the damage is, you can't fix it right because right. it's invisible to you, and I need to be visible to a candidate. If I am invisible, I will they will not advocate for me right And so I think that's why you know when when the Bloomberg ad came on accidentally in front of our show, we we're like, man fuck that. Right. Because this guy, this the, he actually to me personally, and I'm not going to speak for everybody here, but he's embodying everything that is wrong with the political system and this kind of uh, this outsized power people have uh, to just sort of throw their weight around without with, with seemingly no uh, benefit for regular people. It just seems like this is something f- like this is a project. He saw how vulnerable the party looked right now. He knew he had hundreds of millions of dollars. He could just sneeze away mm. and just fart away on TV. Just like, Whatever, it's an afterthought. Right, And then be like, yeah, and then maybe we'll see. Maybe I'll be the president. Yeah,
0: He's spent more money than anybody has spent on their
1: campaign maybe ever at this point. Well, his answer, the the press pressed him on that also. And he was sort of like, well, you know, some of these other people have been working for, you know, a year or something. We've only been at it 10 weeks. mm. So because Um, of that, we're keeping up. It
0: reminded me of the CEO of Goldman Sachs uh, was tweeting the other day who's like if Bernie gets elected Russia would be thrilled because he hates our military and would sink our economy and this is a guy who was the CEO of Goldman Sachs <laughs> during the economic collapse like during <laughs> what the 2008 <laughs> financial crisis mm-hmm. this dude was leading one of the largest banks and yeah this is just these hundred millionaires or billionaires are really scared of becoming like 10 millionaires like they're just yeah they, well, it must if, be nice to be a hundred like, millionaire or a billionaire because these dudes are protecting their shit like wild. I mean, like the tax
1: hit Mike Bloomberg would take under Bernie's plan, I think it's like $3 billion. Right. And if you look at that, it's like, man, maybe it's worth me spending 400 million. Right.
2: That's the thing, it's like, that's so much money that like my broke ass can't even sort of fathom. I that. can't know. Isn't it? Wouldn't he still have so much left over? Yes, The so yes. human like, mind point can't
1: like process it. Yeah, it's I feel like yeah, it, absurd.
2: Yeah, I I can't process it, and I think
1: he's I, worth six almost sixty two billion. billion. So
2: like, what does that even mean? Like, it's what, is that even, what does that even what does that even mean? Well,
1: Bridget, then he'll have less than sixty I billion <laughs> dollars. Right. That's, I don't bore that's him. <laughs> see, that's what's at stake for Mike Bloomberg in this election. <laughs> but, Heavens, no. Yeah. I mean, I
2: think something that really grosses me out, and that. I think it's one of the reasons why Bloomberg is doing so well with, like, black communities and other communities. I think that we have gotten into this, like, very sick, gross place of wanting to see these two white rich guys kind of duke it out. Mm -hmm. And so people are saying things like, oh, well, Bloomberg, like, he actually has the money that Trump brags about having or pretends that he has. And I want to see those two. Like, he can really take Trump down in the way only, like, another rich white guy could. And logically i sort of get that but what if that's not what i want from my fucking president like yeah. what if that's not what that's i feel like we should be voting I, for? I think there are
1: generational differences right in what we're seeking in this election some people purely just do not want to see donald trump in the white house anymore right and they they're the other issues are like we can get to those later they're like they're just so, people are just so disinterested in anything else just like just to win that's one group of voters. And then there are other people who are just like, no, I am look- I feel like this is a-, a opportunity to maybe do something good. Uh, and I want to see that reflected in the candidate I'm choosing. And that's where it's like, you're starting to see these, like it manifests in all these weird ways now, where especially when you see like, like uh, boomer, like black voters being like, yeah, uh, Bloomberg isn't too bad. Right. And w- when you look at evidence like this or sound bites like this, Sometimes the response is just sort of like, yeah, but, you know, so are most white politicians. Or that's how I feel deep down. So maybe this is just the lesser of evils. Right. And that's just what, like, that's what's disheartening because there's, the, the lesser of evils does not give a fuck about you. Yeah. Either way. And that's what I'm like, you really want people to see, like, no matter who you are, or what your situation is, try and really understand that, like, we have only we've majority of the time had presidents who are not really interested in like making sure everybody is doing better. Yeah, and I think this is this is the kind of things where only a few candidates are kind of saying the right thing out loud. Where I'm like, eh, this person seems to understand what the what the stakes are for non millionaires.
0: Yeah, I read somebody at five thirty eight tying that to kind of the history of you know suffering oppression. You know you. Are your rights are being held down, and so you are looking for the most practical person to uh, create a coalition with, essentially. Like, and so black voters tend to be more pragmatic, and they're gonna let like, go with the candidate they think is most electable, which is like I think if you are especially older people who are like more steeped in media narratives that are like, well, Biden and Bloomberg are like the two guys who right. like yeah. have the most standard like definition, uh, qualifications to be president and why the fuck would you know somebody who's on the left do well? And I think it also ties to like what a lot of people are thinking with regards to they just want somebody who can beat Trump. And they yeah. feel like Bloomberg can beat Trump and they're not they're not thinking outside of the box. They're thinking of, you know, of this as just another election that is going to
1: play by the rules of every election except 2016. Right. When I think some people probably are so beaten down by their situation and by this system that they're probably a little nihilistic. They're like, huh, this oh, shit is going to happen. I'll never see a world where I'm paid a living wage.
2: Definitely. I will continue
1: to toil. And I think that's what you people need to begin to connect with the idea that, it no, like you're it's not that you shouldn't be resigned to the fact that it's unchangeable. It's like there are more of us. Right. And if we are coordinated and we are organized, there is a way to balance the scales properly. Yeah. But if but but to get just to resign to the fact that, well, this is how it always is, that's how we end up, you know, slipping every time.
2: Yeah. Right. I think that your point is a really salient one. I'm glad that you brought it up. I have a lot of friends that are Nigerian immigrants and You know, Trump is cracking down on immigration from Nigeria. Mm -hmm. And these are people who I would have thought, who I would have described as like very civically engaged, active, like paying attention. And now just like the burden of navigating their like increasingly more precarious immigration situations. They have no time to like do what I'm doing, you know, Mm -hmm. to like be reading everything, going to rallies, calling my lawmakers, this, that, the third. No time. And I think that that's under a when you are dealing with this kind of, I mean, I'll use the word trauma when you're Mm -hmm. dealing with that, the idea of, of being able to like dream of making a living wage or dream of not having to like fight through all this red tape just to stay here with your family. That seems like a fantasy. Mm -hmm. And it's not even worth putting an energy when you have this real world shit that's going to be knocking at your door today, tomorrow. And I think that's a really, that's a part of living under fucked up fascist regimes that goes overlooked. It's like that, that kind of, like, psychic cost. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: That's why, yeah, like, you hope that... I mean, we'll see how these other, you know, primaries play out, and you'd hope that there's enough energy that people can at least believe in the ability to sort of begin to draw things back, but it's hard but, to tell. We'll see yeah. we'll see what happens after I feel after like you're
0: already this. kind of seeing it with the mainstream acceptance of Trump. Now, like, people are just beat down in general. I think there's, like, only a certain amount of, like mental calories that we can burn mm. on trump before and people outrage. are just like yeah and just outrage before people are like I, I can't do it anymore we talk about how by the time like when the nazis first swept into power there was all sorts of outraged news articles but like by the 12th year that Hitler, like, was like adolf hitler yeah they're to like hitler had a funny quote yesterday about one of his political rivals so, I mean that's how it happens. It's just it becomes
1: normalized. But that's why, you know, just have to insist that you don't that you don't normalize it, that right. you can you can maintain that. Not you have to be in a state of rage constantly, but to understand like what the stakes are at the very least because I yeah. think most people it, it kind of flies by people very quickly because it's easy to get lost in all the other stuff that's going on
0: yeah there's also a, a twitter thread that linked off to some of bloomberg's past sexist behavior that is that's a whole nother segment that's just, he's yeah. just i I'd, I'd told one story that i had heard about him like a journalist going up to him and like complimenting him on his gun reform and uh bloomberg just saying look at the ass on her to him about somebody but uh there's just a litany of these quotes of just like horrible things i'd fuck that in a second Ugh. i'd do that piece of meat if women wanted to be appreciated for their brains they'd go to the library instead of bloomingdales uh calling women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians wait a uh, minute
2: they would go to the library and say like where would we get our clothes like we can't go to
0: bloomingdales like, what, what does that even mean um <laughs> he would not let women who worked for him wear flat shoes he made them wear high heels he would like talk shit about them if they like let a like tiny fraction of their hair grow out like gray at the roots um he, he would say do you pay a lot to make your hair be two colors because now it's three with the gray that's what he said to a woman Holy who worked shit. for him one woman came in uh and informed him she was pregnant and he said kill it and she said, What? And he repeated himself. It wasn't like a oh. like, nah, I'm just kidding. He he was just like, yeah, no,
1: kill it. Uh what a fucking way to even communicate that. Mm. Yeah. Like again, that shows you how disposable life is to this person, too. Right. And yeah. I guess, in service of my billions. Yeah. Kill your fucking-
2: And child. I guess it is like people, it is just just like Trump. Like this, if you told me that Trump said all of these things, mm-hmm. I would believe you. It's kill like it. people yeah. just want things to go back to normal and to have Trump out of office. And they will be fine with someone who feels this way about women and He's, talks this way to women. Right. You know, it's like, it's just so fucked.
1: Yeah. And was a Republican. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. On top of all that. Yeah. We, people talk shit about Elizabeth
0: Warren for having been a Republican, like decades ago. This dude was a Republican like days ago. Yeah. He was, this is all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of his employees told him she was married. He said, "What is the guy, dumb and blind? What the hell is he marrying you for?" or that she was engaged?" So
1: yeah, really cool, really cool.:
0: Yeah, it seems like there's just an unending uh, reservoir of just horrible shit this right. guy. I mean, he he is
1: just a, but that's the thing, man, Th- with these that's why you should if you're a billionaire, you should not be able to run for office. No, you have left Earth. Right. You are, Absolutely. Not, you are not on earth anymore. No. You can... I even think of how much my life changed when I went from not having a, not having a job to having a job. Right. Did you
2: feel like you were like bawling out of control? Yes.
1: <laughs> I was like, oh, watch me. Watch me get this big ass drink at the movie. I'm
2: totally putting my seat back on yeah. the plane. Like, Fuck why, you, yeah. asshole. Like, I'm
1: living big now. Just, right. you know, and that... If anytime you get a little bit of mobility upward mobility your lifestyle changes inevitably your values change somewhat or, or what what's important to you can change somewhat but when you keep moving up and up and when you get to the billions yeah it's just over you've now. never you've never ridden the. You, you're not on the subway no nope. you've never been shoulder to shoulder with somebody nope. who might be completely different than you or a completely different class than you you're not every time you get in a car you have the same driver. You've got tinted windows. You don't have to look anybody in their eye. You get out, someone greets you. You go immediately to whatever space you need to be in. You go to whatever private dining room you're going to be in. The people you interact with in a service capacity might as well be avatars mm. and not real people. So you begin, that shit, you, you're you in another dimension of existence. Yeah. And I think, and that shows with a lot of these people because they are unable to like reconnect to what that real human experience is of toiling under capitalism and maybe not having the time to do all these things that you'd like to do or what you're able to do. and
0: Yeah. Or I, as he would describe it, he's really a victim of the way other people are treating him. Right. Because he's just... Self-preservation, you know, they baby. Right. That they ego. They, they won't treat him like a normal person. So, I mean, what's he supposed to do? Uh, all right. We're going to take another quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back, and so there was a study that was apparently very widely cited uh, among right-wing people. Jordan Peterson uh, did a whole video about it, and uh, right-wing think tanks were all about it. Um, The study seemed to suggest that women in progressive societies went into STEM fields even less than uh, women in less progressive societies. So basically if women's rights were protected they went into stem fields even less and so the idea is basically like these progressives like their values are just enforcing something that disagrees with the natural law and the natural law is women aren't interested in science and a harvard science historian uh, so, like, the most qualified person to look into this sort of thing. Uh, not look- Jordan Peterson? No, not Jordan <laughs> Peterson. Uh, looked at the study and found that the study authors used a very selective set of data to produce a contrived and distorted picture of the global distribution of women in STEM achievement. So, huh? yeah. And I they mean, were
1: just, like, rah rawing on that thing. Like, that's those are the facts, man. Fuck right. your feelings. Those yeah. are the facts. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but that I've manipulated to say... It's like, but I wonder how many minds will change. It's almost like that, the fucking anti-vax shit where people are like, oh yeah, the autism thing, when that's completely debunked, it's like, well, um, th- there's other stuff too. Right. Like, you know what right. I mean? Like what happens when your biggest yeah. card is taken from
2: Once it, I feel like once these bunk studies are like out there in the ether, it's so hard to even have mm-hmm. any kind of retraction or reflection on them. They just become mm-hmm. part, like, I guarantee you will see this bunk study um, cited in like online right. arguments from mm-hmm. now until the end of time. Like right. once it's out there, I think it's out there. Yeah. Um, it becomes part of like the the consciousness or something. Right.
1: And I think pointing out that it's debunked just causes people to pivot. Correct. Really. There's never like oh oh well let it me... was debunked. Yeah. Wow. Huh.
2: Because I don't think it's about the study. I don't think it's about no. like the data, the numbers. I think it's about something else. It's about making this like. Cultural argument that they're so sure is right mm-hmm. that it really doesn't matter whether or not this one study was disproven. Yeah. No, but no, I'm sure
0: no. for like young people who are still like trying to figure out how the world works, you know, and like <laughs> like I could see them being swung by some shit like this. So, uh well, it's yeah, like, I mean that's what's yeah. scary about Jordan Peterson.
1: I think that's where you again, it's it's about. You know, like you're saying, Bridget, it's not even that they care about the study. It's just that everyone has a worldview they're mm-hmm. trying to reinforce. Some people are more rigid about being able to, you know, reflect and analyze their own perspective. And I think if you're not, the debunking doesn't mean anything. The second it be, it enters your consciousness, it's like, and you're, it. You just need that to reinforce whatever your reality is. It's like, well, if I give that up then my reality is not real.
2: Exactly. And then <laughs> and what then else I'm, isn't real? And then what
1: do I do? <laughs> no. So women yeah. don't like science. Mm-hmm. I'll just go with that. Yeah. takes a
0: lot of work to re-figure things out for yourself. Um, well, in good news for the Trump administration, they are bringing his nurse back into the White
1: House. So Okay. So when I read this, right, that Hope Hicks was coming back to the White House, this is what I said. Trump's former communications director will work in Trump's son-in-law and senior advisor Jared Kushner's office uh, at the White House. I'm like, what? Oh, so she's working in Shady Jared's office. Right. I'm like, he is, his mental health is completely going off the rails. Right. This is not, she She offers nothing strategically to them. She, she her, she's the her
0: Trump whisperer. Yeah. Right? Her greatest skill like to that administration
1: was like, he listened to her. Right. And she was able to control some of his impulses. And like you're saying, called her the Trump whisperer. She was at Fox making money mm. okay yeah. she was the fucking uh, executive president and chief communications officer at fox right so it's a pretty big media company yeah, yeah yeah you know what i mean and at some point and suddenly they're like she's going back to the white house right that must have been them begging her to yeah. be like it's getting bad right you know you're one of the few people that can talk to him we're really worried about this Please come back.
2: Because what's in it for her? I mean, like, why? Absolutely like, nothing. why else would she do this? It doesn't make sense as a career move for uh, for someone like her. It really makes no sense yeah. other than what you're laying out. That's like, just my literally
0: theory. a step backward. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like it's I'm gonna go right back to what I was doing before that I left that I two wanted years to leave. ago because. It wasn't working out. And yeah, I especially, was especially exhausted. with the
1: backdrop of the Mueller investigation, how she was, like, caught up in a few different things. Oh, That God. was just like, you know what, I don't, maybe I'm, I don't really want to fucking do this. Right. But, you know, some people uh, think that, you know, that it, it, this has nothing to do with uh, his mental state. But when you see, like, you know, there are more and more reports and whispers. Like, I don't know how founded they are, but when you see him speaking, uh, clearly his vocabulary has been diminished. Um, over the last couple of years, no,
0: that's just because he's becoming a better public. Actually, getting more. He's, he's, he's good at communicating. It's called efficiency of words. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. But I, I'm. To me, that's what I. Re- I mean, the only value I really see Hope Hicks offering the White House is her ability to communicate with the president. Right. So okay. Right. At at best, they need somebody who can communicate with him. Still. Right. At worst, they maybe think that she can maybe get him across the finish line for some of these like. For this campaign or something, mm. uh, just because of their relationship, yeah. it's—I don't know—and also like, you know, why is she in jail? Uh, <laughs> I that's a really bad. good question. Yeah, I
2: remember when she was being um, questioned. A lot of the media were like, "Oh, well, she's just a the, the framing was she's just a young girl who got caught up, got but ex- she's like thirty, like right. not really, like yeah. I mean." We're contemporaries. No one. Would, if I did, if I like hmm. did something wrong in my job, or was like a party to something like wrongdoing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No one will be like, oh, well, she's just a poor kid who got didn't know what she was getting into, right. in over right. her head. Like, yeah. Yeah. why did people kind of project that onto her?
1: I yeah. think because she was pretty. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think there's still like just this thing of like they just want to act like, oh, maybe she didn't have any agency in this, and right. she was caught up in this thing. But it's like she, she knew what it was when she signed up she's you know part of the job is to lie she helped lie for the president that came with it and i don't think there's anything i don't see anything uh, about her experience there that would be like oh she's a victim here
0: i also think it was like at a time when communications were occupied by sarah sanders and her and people were just like well anything's better than sarah sanders like and but at she this was point just like quiet and behind the scenes yeah so but people.
1: there's no need for a comms team anymore there right. like we've seen what the method is now at the white house it's like eh, we don't talk to him We're, uh, hogan gidley will come out and like say some weird stuff in his fancy new coat and then you know fuck off into the darkness yeah but i don't know who hogan gidley is but i'm picturing somebody with like a fur
0: of some sort or like a he, he was wearing picturing a cat's character
1: no he is like the the new you know comms guy Okay. Um, and press secretary. Hogan but, but he was wearing this jacket. It looked like something Olivia Pope would wear in like Scandal.
2: Oh my God. This, coat this is, dude definitely thinks he's Olivia Pope. He thinks he's he Olivia He thinks he's white Pope. Olivia Pope. Yeah.
1: Wow. When I saw that this morning, I'm like, you
2: think you're Olivia Pope? He actually like was like styling in the mirror that morning. Yes. I wish y'all could see this coat. Like, he was definitely styling himself in the mirror, being like,
1: Messing with Got it to like, fuck him up. Ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, ooh, better watch out. <laughs> uh, ooh. Hogan. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. But he's just like, you know, that but. That is a look. He just goes out, and says what he has to say. He has, you can tell he has no soul in his eyes. Ooh, it's and even then, more of a look when it's uh, tied up. Oh, is that the photo with him and Sarah Sanders? Yeah. Yeah. I like it better open. Yeah. No, no, no it, it looks lie.
0: better. Like, he definitely had it like perfectly. Opened.
1: Yeah, but. I think that his, like, press spray was delayed for a few minutes because the collar wasn't standing <laughs> right. <laughs> the Astros,
0: I guess their owner or president, uh, Jim something, Crane. Jim Crane. <laughs> Jim something. Yeah. Uh, I don't – this guy just seems like a complete asshole. But so they – he was like, well, we're certainly going to address this with our team when we start spring training. The they, cheating? Yeah, address the cheating and like come out with a statement as an organization where they address the fact that they had they basically used sign stealing and then when they knew a change up or an off speed pitch was coming, they would bang on a trash can to
1: communicate. Or some people had buzzers on them. Some people had buzzers so they get a vibration to know what the what pitch was coming.
0: And when you look at how they hit at home versus how they hit on the road, it was apparently easier for them to do it at home. Uh, it's just statistically anomalous. Like it couldn't, it, it would make no sense statistically if there weren't some explanation for why they were so much better at home. And this is the explanation. Uh, and they also like when you look at the players before and after this whole system like started happening, mm-hmm. it's they just like got miraculously like shockingly better. There's a chart. Uh, on 538 where it shows like how teams improved from 2016 to 2017 when they started doing it. When they had the biggest jump. Yeah. Oh, they it's like they're not even on the same chart as other teams. <laughs> it's like it makes no sense whatsoever. Um so with all of that in mind, you know, Jim Crane and the powers that be at the Astros organization, we're gonna sit down with the players and, you know, figure out how to address this, how to express their remorse, make amends. Uh, Just kidding. He had a press conference uh, where he was like, we talked it over. We don't think it had any impact on the competition. People were like, "Oh, wait, so what are you apologizing for? And he was like, well, we do apologize that we broke the rules. (laughs) And then the reporter was like, but isn't sign stealing a distinct advantage? How could it not impact the competition? He said it could impact it. It could not impact it.
1: Jesus fucking Christ. Our
0: opinion is that this didn't impact the game. They need to s- And then 55 seconds later, I didn't say it didn't impact the game. So it's just like. I almost like, kind yeah. of
2: respect this level yeah. of like, okay, whole face yeah. Yeah. like, I almost kind of respect it.
0: Uh, wow. Other quotes I don't think I should be held accountable. <laughs> <laughs> which is always just a good thing to say out loud. Wow. I like just put somebody else out there like, I shouldn't it be me though. <laughs> Our opinion is this didn't impact the game. We had a good team. We
1: won the World Series and we'll leave it at that. Hey, somebody no. please sue me. No, Major sir, League we baseball. will not. <laughs> somebody please sue over this. Oh my God. I don't know what the fuck, like this is absurd.
0: That was the most frustrating World Series to be rooting against Especially them. as a
1: Dodgers fan. Oh my God. Man, I know people who threw their nearly their lives away on buying tickets to those games wow. went to game seven only to be eviscerated Just get, get your destroyed. spirit ripped out of your body and thrown into chavo's ravine how um, are they
2: responding to this news they're pissed I, I can only imagine they're
1: fuming but it's weird there's also this thing it's like well we don't want to asterisk win right you know like it would have felt better but at the same time there needs to be justice yeah on some level and not just from the L.A. City Council with their, you know, developer shill council members being like, oh, well, we think we're this is a resolution that says Major League Baseball should give the Dodgers the win. Right. It's like, no, we need some we need something real here. Right. Um, but it, the irony of it, too, is this part of me is like, you know, I don't care if people are sign stealing in a way. Like if you're using like your eyes, like, sure, if you got someone on second. That's yeah. just like some human shit that you happen to catch and you got to figure that out because that's just in view. They had
0: cameras. Yeah, when
1: you bring in technology buzzers because the funny part was when they asked Pete Rose, you know, who's banned for life for gambling uh on his own team and just other games that were going on. That, like, he was like, he's like, what's the big deal? (laughs) When everyone was like, no, Pete, this is your chance to say, yeah, fuck that. I just bet. He's like, I never changed the outcomes of games. I just have a, I was a gambling addict. I love that guy. And it was just like, he keeps it so real in a way that it's like, no, when a lot of people were like, Pete Rose should 100% be back in Major League Baseball if he's, if they're allowing this to just go on. Yeah. Especially with like these kinds of, you know, like one year bans and shit like that, but hey, you know, we don't make the rules. The rich white guys do.
0: Um. All right. Finally, let's talk about the Escobar too.
1: This is the funniest shit to me. Pablo Escobar's brother, okay, the fucking the drug kingpin. Pablo Escobar, his brother Roberto, uh, huge fucking tech maven. Okay, he is like he's all in. He's trying to design all kinds of phones and shit right now. He's the new. Esteban Trabajos, as I would say, yeah. or Steve Chops. Uh, now, uh, from my bilingual speakers out uh, yeah, there. Yeah. So he's Esteban he wants Trabajos. to make this new device called the Escobar Fold 2. And it's a foldable cell phone. It's a knockoff of the Galaxy Fold phone, like a terrible knockoff. But it's just rebranded with like a, like a Pablo Escobar golden monogram on the back. The kinds of shit that his brother has done just along the way here... He threatened to sue Elon Musk for allegedly stealing his idea for the, that flamethrower <laughs> and demanded $1 billion from Netflix also over the show about his brother. Uh. Um, and then like then so like in December, he's like, well, I've, I've got this like revolutionary phone. It's going to sell for $1,000 less than, like the, like, than the, like the biggest one out there. Um, and he said, I have told many people that I would beat Apple and I will. <laughs> okay. Um, And then so this phone comes out. It's apparently based off the Royal Flex Pie or something. It's basically a knockoff. Um, But when they people were like trying to buy it, they only got all kinds of like headaches from it. Uh, They said that like they took uh, the 349 that these people were paying for the phones and then 100% just didn't deliver when they were supposed to. And some people when they did like get something in the mail, it was a fucking book. Written by Roberto Escobar with the title, I Made Billions Selling Coke, Now My Smartphones Will Destroy Apple and Samsung.
0: That's what they got instead of an actual phone. Yes. I love it. The
1: equivalent... I mean, that's actually, to be fair, that that title of a book is basically cocaine.
0: Right. That is big cocaine you know
1: I mean? energy, man. And then my that fucking smartphones fucking energy. destroy yeah. Apple and <laughs> Samsung, man. That Who is are the you?
0: most cocaine thing that I've
1: ever heard. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I made Just billions. enormous The plans. title.
1: I made billions selling coke. Now my, now my, what's the pivot there? Now my smartphones will destroy Apple and Samsung. Yeah. It's, the other really fantastic part about this is that Mike Bloomberg isn't the only person using his business savvy to get celebrity endorsements uh, for some of his products. He's also like been using Cameo to get like, Cameo's a website where you can pay like washed celebrities like 20 bucks. Um,
2: excuse you, uh-huh. yours truly is on Cameo. If, oh, you, want a, if wow. you want a personalized <laughs> shout out. No, I'm just kidding. I am, <laughs> but it all goes to charity. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're
1: doing it the right way. It's when I see people like Bethany Frankel. Like doing oh. her videos, are like <laughs> was, in the back of a van. It's like, like,
2: hey, it's Bethany. Yeah, Happy, I, heard, I heard it was your birthday. Happy birthday.
1: Yeah. Oh <laughs> um. So uh-huh. all kinds of people are like on here, um, including uh Corey Lewandowski, uh Donald Trump's former uh, campaign manager, and some just when you listen to these endorsements, they are they ring so fucking hollow, and they just sound like a cameo video.
2: It's so sad that Lewandowski is on cameo. Oh.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I feel sorry for him huh? I was like I mean
2: it's <laughs> <laughs> sad
0: so Bethany Frankel like shoots videos in the back of a yes band. Um,
2: I bought a cameo by um, Ramona Singer from Real Housewives oh, of New yeah. York for my friend's oh, birthday party Ramona. and uh, she Ramona. she did a great job she seemed a little um, she seemed like she had been enjoying some wine a um, um, it was turtle time it was turtle time oh you know your house i hey <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm fluent
0: you know what I mean Wait, what is turtle time? That's what she says.
2: It's like a it's like a little song slash dance that she does when she's like turning up turtle time. It's so weird. It's so. I never quite got it, but I did enjoy it.
1: So he's going on cameo, um, and getting some great celebrity endorsements from Corey Lewandowski, Trump's former campaign manager. Um, let me just I'll just play this Corey Lewandowski one for everybody, just so you can hear how amazing this new revolutionary cell phone is. This is celebrated snake oil salesman, Corey Lewandowski. Hey, this message is for Roberto. Roberto, it's Corey Lewandowski. I was President Trump's 2016 campaign manager and his current 2020 senior advisor. Look, Olaf reached out to me and I want to just tell you guys that I've seen the new Escobar Fold 2 phone and it's absolutely incredible. So this is just a quick big shout out to you guys that did all the work behind that and I wish you the very best and all the success in the world. Don't forget, Vote Donald Trump November twenty twenty. Holy
2: the shit! The energy of this also, like yeah. he had a real intense energy. Yeah. My man
1: did not blink <laughs> once. If you look, he didn't. He actually yeah. didn't blink the whole time. Doesn't blink. Just like he starts off the video from the back and then leans into it. Right. Hey Roberto, it's me, Corey Lewandowski, Camp's Trump pay manager. Manager. Right. Manager. Wait. No, why why away is he in introducing
0: himself to him? Well, like I. Just, just making sure the
1: check cleared. you know what Just I
0: mean? the audience for who he thinks he's talking to is unclear to me. Because well, he's talking to Roberto, but then he's also talking about Roberto's product. Yeah, maybe they'll
1: edit that Roberto. for the thing. To, I right. think because maybe Roberto Escobar is smart and be like, well, these Trump people buy fucking anything. They right. bought Trump branded plastic right. straws. Oh, they'll
2: buy anything. So anything.
1: If, if Corey Lewandowski is endorsing the Fold 2, then maybe they'll line up. Then. We really get to see his whole marketing plan really play out because he also got a cameo video from Chris Hansen from To Catch a Predator. And again, I don't know who the marketing team was goes, this is who you need, Corey Lewandowski and Chris Hansen from (laughs) To Catch a Predator, and these phones are gonna fly off the shelf. Listen to this one again too, this one's kinda sad.
0: Hey guys, Chris Hansen here of Hansen versus Predators and To Catch a Predator, I just wanted to tell you all that I've seen this amazing new smartphone called the Escobar Fold 2. It appears to be the best phone out right now. I've been looking at the transcripts. So have a seat, check it out, and remember, I'll be watching. Take care. Oh my
1: God. He's drunk.
2: I have to say, I don't want to like, he has seen better days. Like yeah. I did not recognize him. Yeah,
1: Chris Hansen looks like he shit. He looks rough. He looks like he drank a bunch of hotel wine. <laughs> right. And is he in a hotel room? Is yeah, that what the background room. is? Yeah. And he-, he doesn't have that kind of design restraint.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and it's not that he looks like unkempt like he just
1: rolled out of bed he has his
0: hair combed he just looks bad he's he def- yeah. Listen,
1: he sounds like Joe Namath when he was hitting on Susie Colbert. Yeah. Listen to this one of the lines.
0: Hey guys, Chris Hansen here of Hansen versus Predators. And to catch a predator, I just tr- want to catch a predator. Definitely some I know uh, why flirts tr- when tr- I hear tr- tr- it. Because
1: tr- uh, he's probably blasting through his cameos. Like, Let me right. get a quick 50 bucks, yeah, yeah. 50 bucks, 50, tr- 50 tr- bucks. Tr- uh, the fact
0: that they would do that for 50 bucks,
1: like that's. Well, it all depends. I don't know what Chris Hansen's rates are, but I think. Cameo lets you, like. Yeah, you pick your own rates. Mine are a
2: reasonable $5. Right, but they
1: Like you will
0: endorse a product
2: i mean i think that some people have figured out that you can because mostly cameo is like it's my friend's birthday she loves you you know say hello can i get debbie
1: gibson to say hi exactly
2: exactly it's like a dumb gif whatever i think some people have figured out that you can get celebrities to seemingly endorse like your project or your brand or something and like Mm -hmm. no offense to these people but a lot of them are too dumb to know the difference like there was a thing on cameo where like nazis were getting Celebrities to like say Nazi slogans right. and they just like didn't know. So I think people yeah. have realized you can kind of gamify it. Right.
1: Got it. I mean, some of these prices, wow. Uh, okay. So for example, Chris Hansen, you can get him for $60. Oh, that's okay. a steal. Michael Rappaport, $150. What? Gilbert Gottfried, $150. Ernie you- Hudson, okay, $135. Uh, shall I go on? Flavor Flav, $250, sir. God. I'm yeah. not, I don't have time. <laughs> Tommy Laren, you can get for 80. Oh shit.
2: Yo, if we pulled our money.
0: There's no way that she would say what we want her
2: to say.
1: Nah, but we would have to do a weird thing where we could, like, stitch it all together in, like, a maniacal supercut, (laughs) And just get... I mean, she's already debased herself, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I can't
0: even Oh, shit,
1: you get Red Man for 150 Shout out to Reggie Noble, one of my favorite rappers. Oh, shit, I might do (laughs) that. Oh, Miles, do you have a birthday coming
2: up? Maybe someone Uh, will get you this cameo.
1: I'd be lying if I said I already didn't get myself one. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I also love. Did you you watch Cheer? Of course. You remember Jerry? Of course. Wait, that, wait, how much is he 150? If you want Jerry Harris, that's not a wow. bad steal. to get him. What, what's it called when they like Matt, cheer, talk? Matt oh, talk? Yeah, Matt to talk get him to f- Matt Talk you oh, would be shit. so dope. And then I we remember do- Mark McGrath when he famously broke up with that one oh, dude, my God. right? 125. 125. Yeah, that
0: is the so the title of that book is Cocaine in Book Title Form. There's a clip of Mark McGrath on Wendy Williams that is cocaine in like. Old human form, form. it's amazing. It's hard to find though. They they had it taken down. Damn, he is flying. Gary Busey, three fifty. Yeah,
2: Gary Busey. Come on, I'm a little steep.
0: Hey, the market the market determines the price. You know. Yeah, he's not out here putting it out there at three fifty without getting some buyers. I mean, yeah, and you get Randy Jackson from American Idol for two fifty. To come to your house in person, yeah, and say whatever you want, dude.
1: Or Brian Scalabrini for ninety nine (laughs) bucks. Wow, Brian Scalabrini. Oh, Andy King from Fire Festival fame, one twenty five. Damn, Corey Lewandowski's are only fifty five bucks. Yo,
2: that's so sad to me. Yeah,
1: fifty five. The I mean, whatever you know.
0: The Andy Kings. Like the time the time that he's spending just reading like terrible joke after terrible joke yeah. about him sucking somebody's dick for water like over and over
1: and that's over. that's like a black mirror episode. That is like a black mirror <laughs> where episode. where your job is to embarrass yourself into your phone for yeah. credits to come back. Yeah. God. Wow. That's it is like so a dystopian nightmare.
2: Yeah. That just got very dark. I know. Because well,
1: if I'm you think sorry, about it, right? You like, have to go. This cry is sort of like somewhere. the end game of celebrity. Yeah. Where at a certain point the the markets have done what they have done with you. They've they're done with you. You have yeah. no longer present value, and you're just like, well, I'd love to be able to make passive money as best as I can. Right. So now I'm literally just saying, I'll say whatever you want for a couple of bucks.
0: Yeah. So you can laugh at me. Yeah. Ooh, that's like, like, like when that Dirk, Dirk Diggler. Diggler, yeah, jerking
1: <laughs> off Dirk in Diggler. the truck. <laughs> yeah. Pickup truck. Yeah. scene. Come <laughs> on, <man>. harder, faster. <laughs> Oh, course he
2: can't get it. hard it's so yeah. sad it's so uh, sad and then they, don't they kick his ass yeah, yeah. that oh. whole scene yeah it
1: was a gay bashing thing yeah. God. I went down with him that whole that man, was so that whole sequence is so dark. Yeah. Hey, shout out to the San Francisco because Valley. the character like
0: at, is then a gay basher, but he's clearly into it when it's happening. Right. But
1: yeah. Oh. Hey, we well, can get Tim Hardaway Senior for fifty bucks. I feel feel like Tim Hardaway can get a little more than fifty dollars. Yeah.
2: Some of these, I feel like they're really selling themselves short.
1: Right. Yeah. A couple of them, like,
2: oh, hold on now.
1: You know, Sean Kingston is three hundred dollars. Mm, okay. Well. Yeah
0: that's interesting this could I would I would just listen to a podcast that was just people going through <laughs> the and reading
2: prices and cameo podcast. just
1: an over under on cameo prices <laughs> holy shit Kareem Abdul-Jabbar $500 see that's yeah, somebody dude, who knows their I fucking worth yeah that's a legend that yeah. is
0: like an, a timeless icon
2: god my dad would die if I got like a cameo from him if really? I was like oh happy birthday dad yeah. it's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar here's the guy
0: who scored the most points in the history of NBA basketball gosh that's unbelievable Ugh. Um, Bridget it has been so fun having you this we we ended this conversation <laughs> in such a fun place <laughs> uh despite just all the bullshit um where can people find you follow you hear you experience you, can,
2: you oh well you can find me on instagram at bridget marie in dc on twitter at bridget marie and on the afropunk solution sessions podcast um on all your spo- your normal podcast places spotify iTunes there we go. et cetera et cetera.
0: Mm. uh and is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying
2: Oh God, what a good question. Um, probably this picture of Megan the Stallion and Debbie Harry hanging out. It's just it's a picture. What? No words, just them, just two queens. Just kicking Two it. queens. Two legends, two icons. So wow. um, I hope they're friends in real life.
1: I'm yeah. so glad she wasn't with G
2: Oh God, me too. <laughs> glad that was
1: I just know. whatever that was. What a weird. Did you yeah. explain that? No. She was just like I'm
2: glad it's over. She
1: did
0: oh. they, She was like, Yeah, we hung out.
2: Like, or was, we was we it like out.
1: one of those Trump things where he'll say some terrible shit out loud, everyone gets on him? He's like, I actually never meant that. Right. I never believed that. Right. So kind of like I was kind of feeling him. Right.
0: <laughs> I mean, just go enjoy being Megan. Yeah, star. you're Megan the yeah. stallion. Yeah. You, you know what I mean. You enjoy it, uh, Miles. What
1: hmm. is a what? tweet you've been enjoying? And Scratching. where can people find you? Uh, find me on Twitter, Instagram at Miles of Gray, and on my other podcast, Four Twenty Day Fiance, where we talk about Ninety Day Fiance. Hi. Okay. Hello. One of the greatest reality shows. Uh, of all times. Um, a tweet I like is from Reductress, or a couple tweets I like. The first one is, uh-oh, friend on hike wants to keep going. Oh, no.
2: <laughs> Y'all, I'm going hiking this weekend. This is going to be my life. Your I mean, fear. If, if they find me dead right. in the Shenandoah National Forest, this is oh. why, because my, my friend wanted to keep going.
0: Damn, you're going out mm. to the Shenandoahs? Mm-hmm. All right, beautiful, beautiful. Say your friend's name so we know who to blame.
2: Mike yeah. Amato. Mike. Wow,
1: let him know. You've been <laughs> put on a We're alert. tracking you, Mike and then um, and that's always how I feel whenever I've gone hiking too. And I'm like, yeah, mate, this seems pretty high. Like we we could probably go back. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, it's just up there. That's like,
2: gonna be I'm so like, worth What's it. What's
1: up there? Uh-oh, friend. <laughs> Me breathing heavy and like right. half oh anyway. Uh, and then one more tweet from Reductress, which hit very close to home. Man treats his sneakers with tenderness unknown to girlfriends.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's so
1: dark. Oh, oh no. fuck! They know us.
0: Um, all right. Uh, my my favorite word word play. Uh, tweeter Marissa uh, at mind of Marissa in marriage counseling therapist. Your wife says that you never buy her flowers, husband. To be honest, I didn't even know she sold flowers. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking good, Mark Brothers style shit. She's good, man. She's like got an amazing gift of just like doing these dumb wordplay jokes. Uh, and then eliza skinner at eliza skinner tweeted i'm giving up for lent (laughs) (laughs) boom uh you can find me on twitter at jack underscore o'brien you can find us on twitter at daily zeitgeist we're at the daily zeitgeist on instagram we have a facebook fan page and a website DailyZeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what's that gonna be today? Oh, for
1: all the celebratory blunts that were had in Brooklyn. Uh, this is an artist, blunt one who is mostly does like really instrumental, like jazz hop stuff. Um, and I always put this on in the background when I like like make a little coffee in the morning when I yeah. take a cold brew. It's like nice. I like a little bit of atmospherical I love sound. Love the instrumental hip um, And like this, writing
0: or doing anything creative.
1: Yeah. yeah. So you know if you go on Spotify, like make a, do blunt one radio or whatever or yeah. chill hop whatever you like. Uh, this track's called New Dawn uh, because again you know don't let the nihilism creep in.
0: Hey, they're coming for you.
1: Yep. You uh, hear that? You hear that? Uh-oh. Uh oh. Bloomberg heard what I had <laughs> to say. Why don't you <laughs> hop on in, pal? Uh, I'll
0: give I, you a ride. Miles and I were talking about the scenario where we get up on stage and look around and it's just all MAGA hats oh, at the show. It might happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Fuck. Wait. Why? Why? Yeah.
1: Why might it happen? Yeah. Because we're in D.C., man. Oh. You never oh, know cool. where
2: you, you're going to encounter them in D.C.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've been, well, every time I come here, I see him, and I'm like, okay,
2: that's
1: that's what's here. This weird. is like coming to Graceland. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Ugh. The Daily
0: Zeitgeist is a production of (laughs) iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for today, for the whole week. Uh, Actually, we'll be back later this afternoon. We'll give you one more uh, trendo uh, to tell you what's trending. And then back next week with more podcasts. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye.